0: Welcome in everybody to the scouts eye on college football as we recap week three in college football all coming to you as part of the big game college football streaming network where you can find the best independent college football podcast we want to ask you to check those folks out if you haven't you are really missing something it's a great opportunity to get the best individual shows on college football or your particular team. Uh, that you can find out there. And they're looking to grow and expand. They're off to a fantastic start. So that's the Big Game Streaming um, Network. And uh, also want to invite you, if we could, to sign up for Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel, uh, where you can also see this show live. Also sign up for the Landry Football Podcast Network, where you can get all of the shows. We've got conference shows for every conference. So if you're a big 10 fan an sec fan, sign up for sec football and beyond big 10 football and beyond, whatever your flavor is, we've got it for you. Signing up for the Landry football podcast network gets you all of it. we got a lot to break down to, uh, today. we got an interesting week in week three of college football. It started on Friday night with a, another nice win by Louisville by uh, Florida state over uh, Louisville. It was a, uh, an interesting game, one in which Florida State still struggled to put the team, uh, put a game away, but they managed to be able to get it done, and curious to see as they get into conference play uh, how they're able to maybe finish and um, close out games a little bit better, as it's going to be challenging. But any win on the road uh, in the conference is certainly a big one. Let's get into the action. Um, We discussed... Last week on the Landry Football uh, podcast, and so LandryFootball.com, by the way, where you can get detailed film room analysis on the college game, the pro game from a coaching and scouting perspective. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. Uh, we said all week when asked about the Georgia Florida game, Georgia is really that good, and South Carolina is not very good at all. Uh, there's a lot of hype about South Carolina coming into the year. Look, they did a good job last year getting something out of not a whole lot. and But there's this belief that if you win three games or four games or five games, that you're going to win two or three more the next year. That's really not going to happen. This is not a South Carolina team that's very good, and they're going to benefit from a very soft bottom half of the SEC East. Georgia, as we said prior to the game, could name the score in South Carolina. South Carolina was not even competitive, not even close, for two weeks in a row now against Arkansas and Georgia. They do not even look closely like an SEC-caliber team, at least as it relates to the top-caliber team. So uh, it is going to be a challenge for South Carolina to beat good teams this year. Georgia is really good. Their offense is humming. Uh, again, they didn't get a lot of resistance this week against the Gamecocks, but this is a really good, really good team Oklahoma looking good I'm not sure that I wouldn't put them in that mix of baby being um in that fourth you know category distant fourth the defense is improving I want to see them against better competition uh their offense is doing very well I thought Nebraska would come up play hard play well they did um uh, They did not play well. They got just streamrolled after the first quarter and the first score. This Nebraska program is in a world of hurt. I invite you to check out my podcast, part of the Landry Football Podcast Network, The Rise and Fall of Nebraska Football. It goes into detail of how Nebraska built their power and why it's changed over the years and what are the circumstances that have led to that and where they probably should go from here on out. Is that is an absolute mess, and more and more negativity is coming about about that program as we uh, as we hear about the departure of Scott Frost. Hey, one of the more interesting, two of the more interesting games of the weekend, at least how it played out. How about Purdue Syracuse? How about the Orange? Break up the Orange. It's more than just Sean Tucker. Uh, they were able to uh, overcome a slow start, a offensive challenge game by both teams, and a flurry in the second half. What an exciting finish! Tough loss for Purdue. Syracuse gets a gets a really good win, and they're off to a very good start. I don't know how good Michigan is. I've watched them; they're doing what they need to do against weak opponents, and they're going to get a little bit of a better opponent this week at home when they face Maryland. But there is no question that they're really are physical. They're running the ball well. Defensively, they're good. I don't think they're as good as last year, but I think they're still pretty good, and they may be the second-best team in the Big Ten. Time will tell on that, but I think that's kind of the way I see it. Didn't we warn you about Western Kentucky, Indiana? Western Kentucky almost got by Indiana. Really, really uh, interesting performance there. Notre Dame rebounded with a win over Cal. I thought that would happen. did not do a whole lot offensively, but they pr- uh, really stepped up on the defensive end against an offensively challenged Cal Bear team. Um, BYU, we thought it would be a challenge going into Autzen Stadium. I didn't see a beatdown. Oregon reared up and really took it to BYU. They beat them physically. They certainly beat them athletically. Impressive performance by Oregon, no doubt. Uh, Minnesota, is that the best team of the Big Ten West? Right now, they look to be. They dominated a bad-looking Colorado team. Ole Miss, how good are they? We're going to find out in a couple of weeks when they play. Kentucky beat an outman Georgia Tech team. That is an opening that is sure to come at the end of the year if this season goes like I, it started and will likely continue. I was really in favor of the Jeff Collins hire. In fact, I recommended it among the candidates they were considering. It's just not worked out. And for a lot of reasons that we'll get into uh, at a different point in time, speaking of not working out, it's not working out at Auburn. And there are a lot of reasons. There are a lot of complication. There are a lot of politics, but that performance against Penn state was alarmingly bad. They have no passing game. Um, Their defense got worn down and, and I thought really, struggled later in that game kind of holding the rope in Penn State I think is a good team I don't think they're anything special I just think they were that much better than Auburn and they proved it it is no question that there have been looking to make a move at Auburn from the time that Brian Harsin was hired um, it's going to take place it's not if but when um, and it's a bad look when I look at Auburn's team they're not as talented as you typically think an Auburn team should look. They don't have a passing game. Again, I reiterate that for a purpose. The offensive line did not play well. They're not playing physical up front. It's going to be a problem. Now, who they hire? That is a complex coaching search that becomes an an over. I can I can only put it as in Auburn's incestuous ways. They'll find uh, a unique path to go about it, but there is no question that we're going to have an opening. We already have two. Scott Frost at Nebraska. Arizona State, how about that loss to Eastern Michigan? Well, it ended Herm Edwards' tenure at Arizona State. Look, I like, like most people, I like Herm. I've known him for years. But I have never thought he was a really good coach in the NFL and was an awful fit in college. Oh, I know they had some modicum of success early. And, oh, yes, he's the type of guy that talks a good game. I call him Coach Soundbite. They look at him as a guy that would be a good leader, you know, for for young guys. I don't disagree with that. He had no ties to the college game, no connection to college coaches. His staffs were awful. They were consistently outcoached. They did get some players. It is a good job. In fact, it's a very good job, but has it slipped due to the circumstances in the Pac-12. Because of UCLA and and USC going to the Big Ten, the Pac-12, it's not as good. I can tell you it is a job that a number of folks, I know, for example, somebody like Lane Kiffin has always had his eye out for an Arizona State job. It's got a lot of resources. It's in a great place. You can recruit well but I don't think even Lane would leave uh, Ole Miss to go to the Pac-12 in its current state. More on the Arizona State situation at another time. Liberty-Wake Forest was the other game that I thought was really exciting, Wake Forest getting it done. But Liberty, somebody going to come call on that Hugh Freeze? I know that who's Jimmy Rain was very interested in trying to make a move to bring him in. Will that be blocked? Will he get ushered in? Um, certainly Hugh is looking to leave. Will the SEC jump in and still have something against Hugh getting a head job in the league? Going to be interesting to see, but I think that's certainly one of the guys, uh, one of the names to keep an eye on opening for uh, the Auburn job. LSU-Mississippi State. Mississippi, State. Mississippi State coming in with a lot of fanfare. Good-looking team, played well offensively, but once again – I thought defensively they came in playing very well, but once again, Mike Leach gets out coached once again. Every, everybody focuses on the games in which he pulls an upset, but there are so many times as a favorite, as a team with maybe better personnel in certain spots, he is so inflexible and incapable in some of these moments. He was out coached big time. And breaking down the tape, defensively, I thought Mississippi State had a good game plan. But over time, you saw Brian Kelly um, and his staff put together a really good adjustment plan to attack Mississippi State's coverages, and they were able to craft enough offense to win this game. But how about the defensive job that Matt House did at defense coordinator at LSU just coaching the pants off Mike Leach. He absolutely baited him and Will Rogers into really false looks pre-snap, and it caused a lot of problems. I thought it, it caused the ball to come out a little too quick at times. Receivers dropped balls. I think they were rattled. I think they were expecting open routes over the middle, and that was the look they were getting pre-snaps, and everything in that offense under Mike Leach is about being able, from a receiver standpoint, reading coverages, and they were given false reads, a superb coaching job that goes to LSU. At home, yes, big win, yes, but that's a game in which Mississippi State came in as probably the more complete team, more experienced team, and LSU just out-coached them without question. We kind of thought Michigan State would have some trouble going to Washington, didn't we? Boy, did they. Michael Penix, Indiana transfer, has been outstanding for Kalen DeBoer and that Washington Husky team. That offense that's been lacking for some time out on Lake Washington is, has arrived. That's a really good-looking team. They killed Michigan State. Michigan State still can't cover anybody in the secondary. That's been a problem for a couple of years now. Mel Tucker's strength, not so much of a strength. Maryland gets a good win at uh, against SMU. On to Texas A&M. In their game against Miami. We always warn when a team is being counted out, always look to keep in mind that you're if you have some talent, you have some pride, you have good coaches, you're going to get a response, usually a positive response. Thought AM played like I thought they would. The switch to Max Johnson. Helped at least make better decisions for the offense. It didn't fix anything overall, but there was enough there with a good defense. I think most people took the Appalachian State game as well. NM was bad on defense. No, their defense got run over in the second half, late second half, because they were on the field for eighty snaps. The defense played pretty well, and they're young and going to get better. So Miami is a team that. I think was a little overrated. You know, I, I don't think that they're anything special on offense. I thought that defensively, they missed a lot of tackles in the early part of the season. Offensively, the quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, is a physically gifted guy. But there's a lot of missed receivers in that game. There was some miscues by the receivers. They certainly had every chance to win that game. And didn't like just go and take it to Miami. This was a game in which it looked like, you know, both teams were trying to get as much out of their offense as possible. And AM, I thought, showed a little bit more toughness, a little bit more smarts to get it done. Um, Utah rebounds. USC is still playing good. I like the way they jumped out early on Fresno State. Uh, offensively, this is a really good team. It does look like one of Lincoln Riley's typical teams that can't play any defense. However, it's going to be real interesting to see how things are going forward. This coming week, What's interesting, I want to take a look at a couple of things there before we, um, we call it a show. But I want to remind you again about uh, where you can get us. And um, hopefully you're listening to us on the Big Game uh, College Football Streaming Network. Uh, the great the guys there put together one great product. If you're a college football fan, you get a chance to not only listen to college football from a natural perspective on a show like this, but you can also get all the individual shows, the best individual shows, On the college game for your favorite team, going to be part of their streaming network coming soon. So check out the Big Game College uh, Podcast, College Streaming Network, the College Podcast Network. Also remind you to check out um, and sign up for the Landry Football Podcast Network to get this show and all the other shows that I do on college and the NFL, uh, as well as uh, checking out LandryFootball.com for more detailed film room breakdowns than we can give you. Right here. Some interesting matchup this week that I'm looking forward to. Clemson is not playing well on offense. And I think a quarterback development is in the offing. They got to go to Wake Forest, watch it. Maryland, Michigan, I think Michigan handles it. Florida, Tennessee is going to be outstanding. Can Florida do anything offensively? That's another game. Florida was not able to get anything done in the passing game. That's a real problem. They struggled at South Florida to pull it out. Um, they're going to have to play a whole lot better. If Tennessee gets a lead, this could get ugly. Um, Florida has to run the football. Then the passing game comes off play action. They do not make enough plays from within the pocket. Uh, Oregon-Washington State's intriguing. AM, and we'll see how good you are. You got pounded last year by Arkansas. You get that chance again. Wisconsin-Iowa State may not be as good as people might think. How about Kansas State going to Oklahoma? Where were you Kansas State? Well-coached team, what an egg did they show up against Tulane. Tulane, great job by them. What a phenomenal job getting done there. But see if Kansas State can respond. USC goes to Oregon State. Um, Some other thoughts. Texas, slow start. I, I thought they did a good job, kind of settling down a little bit, coming back and winning a game against Texas San Antonio that were down four offensive tackles. I realized, but that's a game that could get out of get out of way um, pretty early. Uh, Tulane, uh, Tennessee rolled against Akron. We just talked about Tulane, Florida's escape. But I tell you one thing that that stood out to me when watching the Florida tape is not having Ventrell Miller at linebacker really hurt them getting him back could certainly, uh, help. Um, I'm going to get into it. One other thing, Marshall, how about Marshall beating Notre Dame, coming back flat, the, you know, after effects of a team that's embarrassed coming back in a positive way. How about Marshall laying an egg against, uh, Bowling Green and getting beat? Um, Arizona State, we just mentioned, and Eastern Michigan. And that's not, that's Eastern Michigan. That's not Central Michigan or Western Michigan that are pretty decent teams. That's a pretty bad team. So we've got a couple of openings now Nebraska, Arizona State. Uh, I expect Auburn and Georgia Tech to come open. There'll be others. We're going to begin to kind of break those down for you as we go down the road. But some other matchups. Can Syracuse keep it going at home against Virginia? Baylor goes to Iowa State. Um, so, uh, Some of the big matchups are going to lead to some of the weaker ones, too. Uh, Georgia's got Kent State. Um, New Mexico's got – LSU's got New Mexico. So uh, Michigan State-Minnesota is going to be a fun physical matchup. As I said earlier, I think Minnesota might be the best team in the Big Ten West at this point. So that's a look around at the top 25 beyond a little bit. Uh, of some of the matchups that uh, how it looked inside the film room. Going to break down uh, these games uh, this upcoming week a little bit more. So check out check it out over at the Landry Football Podcast Network. Once again, sign up for the um, and look out for the uh, Big Game College Football Streaming Network uh, where you can catch this show and catch it on a loop. Uh, we think you're going to love that, and of course, signing up for the Landry Football Podcast Network will get this show and all the others. So we appreciate you. You want to get more detailed film room breakdowns on the game of football, college football, the NFL. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. We'll break down the game from a coaching and scouting perspective, evaluate players, teams, coaches, schemes. We got it all for you. So make sure that you check us out there. But for now, it's been great to be. Uh, it's great to be with you. And keep it uh, here for more information on the world of college football. Appreciate you joining us, everybody.